0: Welcome back to another episode of Top 5. My name is Chance Brown, and I will be your host for today. If this is your first time joining us on Top 5, we're excited to have you here. Top 5 is a show that we brought together to bring real estate professionals and business professionals who are subject matter experts together to share best practices in an actionable way that you can use to build your real estate business. And so today, we are going to be talking about business planning, And when I reached out to find who's the very best in this, who's going to bring great content, I reached out to two of the smartest guys that I know in real estate. And the first name out of both of their mouths was Caprice Gunn. And I said, well, then it's got to be her. If, if the t- two of the smartest guys I know are saying she's the best at helping build business plans, and here we go. Caprice Gunn has 10 years experience as CEO and general manager of successful franchises. She then turned her energy and commitment to the coaching and training of business leaders, sales teams, and service professionals. She's been coaching for seven years now. She is a team owner and partner. She's a franchise partner, and she's now a master coach with Workman Success Systems. And when she's not doing any of that and helping people grow their businesses. You can find her invo- enjoying a nice cup of chai, going on an outdoor family adventure, playing competitive pickleball, which is awesome, uh, or winding down over a delicious dinner and getting lost in conversation. Caprice, welcome to the Top 5 Show. We're excited to have you here.
1: Well, I am thrilled and honored. Thank you for asking. And I wasn't nervous until you said two people recommended me. So we'll bring it today. I'm there excited we
0: go. There we go. Um, all right. So let's talk about Caprice and what makes you special. How did you get here? How did you get into this space where you're coaching realtors? Where like, tell us, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, I went to college for something completely different. And um, I was having a conversation one time at a seminar. I went to a, a real estate seminar to borrow best practices to take it back to another industry. And I met a gentleman and he said, which is going to kind of line up with what we're talking about today, He had a really big vision. And he said, Caprice, I'm going to have a real estate empire and I want to talk to you about a position in it. I wasn't in real estate at the time. And I thought, wow, this guy is bold. Like what's going to come next? I'm, I'm, I'm leaning in. I want to know. And so I met with him and he slid a three-page vision across the desk to me. And at the time, I have to tell you, it was him. It was just him. He had some ownerships in a brokerage and he had this really big vision and I got excited about it. I knew that uh, what he had planned also got, uh, you know, created a future for me, for him and for others. And that's how I came to real estate.
0: Awesome.
1: And that was 16 years ago.
0: Nice. And so for the last seven, you've been coaching and you've been helping people reach their goals. And what kind of led you into that, into that role?
1: Um, you know, after leading brokerages for a long time, I, I was wearing a lot of hats and I looked at all the hats where I got my most passion, enjoyment, fulfillment, my energy, and where I also made the most impact. And that was in coaching. And so I took a lot of the other hats off and said, I'm really going to uh, double down. I still love leadership. I still have leadership roles in teams and training and, uh, and brokerages, uh, but a lot of uh, the majority of my time is spent in coaching. Um, the first the the first year when he had the vision and we went and hit it and nailed it, I found a passion and it was like how can we turn vision or a concept or an idea into success?
0: Yeah. And I was hooked
1: and I was hooked.
0: Awesome. We just I don't know if you've ever read this book, um, but we just literally Tuesday, two days ago, uh did a class inside the brokerage on the vision traction organizer from the book, from the book, Traction by uh, Gina Wickman. Um, Mm -hmm. And that really is kind of taking the vision piece of of the puzzle uh, and using it to kind of power your plan. Right. Yeah. Uh, And it's awesome. If you haven't read it, I, I highly recommend it.
1: I haven't. So now, now I'm curious. Thank you for
0: sharing that. We're we're three minutes in and you've already got homework. Here I go. All right. So speaking of vision, as we talk about the things that are important and really pivotal to creating a great business plan, which is today's topic, the very first thing on your list was vision. It is. um, Talk to us about that.
1: Okay. So number one, I, I, we'll get to the business plan and it's number three. I think there's two things that come before that. And so when I mentioned that I was able to be attracted and also can impact people through vision, I want to help people get it for themselves. we, We talk about a big why and we talk about a lot of things and I am all for that. And so when we do vision planning, I like to have people in it, you, you want actionable things so I'm just going to dive into some of those things. I want to get people out of there every day to inspect that their every day. So we usually um, leave the office, go somewhere special that causes us to think bigger um, and and want you know want desire and uh, strive for, for more yeah. um, And so when I think about vision, one of the questions that I will ask coaching clients um, is if you and I were sitting here five years from now, And I say, how did the last year in uh, real estate, I really like to extend it to life. How did the last uh, five years in life um, go? And you said Caprice, it was completely awesome. It's incredible. And I, and I, I would say, what would have to happen for five years from now for you to say that? And then we start. Um, you know, peeling that onion and we say, you know, they might say, this is happening in my business. This is happening in this area of my life. This is the kind of spouse I am. This is the kind of partner I am. This is the kind of parent I am. Um, And then we will get down into the business side. So um, we usually start with five years um, in a strategic plan. And that's what I, uh, the tool I use um, in order to help create a vision. So we'll start with five years out, and then we'll go to one year. What would have to happen in one year's time in order to be on track for five years? And then what would ha- where would we have to be in six months to be on track for one year to be on, tra- on track for five? And um, it's kind of, it's uh, well, you probably know, um, Chance, you, ha- you've done a strategic plan before, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. And was that an easy process for you? Parts of it. Parts of it.
0: Parts of it were. And so, you know, you look at, so I, the thing I love about the strategic plan from my from my point of view is it's literally just a blank sheet of paper, right? Yes. And so it's throw some crap at the wall and see what sticks. But I think it's really easy with strategic planning to be very surface level and not go deep.
1: And that's why I think inviting someone in, so this is another part of this, I think inviting someone else in who may, you You admire, you respect, who might push you, who will stand more for your potential than maybe you dare to dream at the time, which could be a coach, a friend, a mentor, a business associate, and ask them to ask you questions to go a little deeper. Um, Something that I have found um, when I'm dealing with successful high net uh, performers is that we sometimes in our business plan will focus on. you know what our what our GCI profitability and number of transactions will be, and what it's going to take to get there. With my high net earners, I find that it it goes a little more. It's how much passive income am I going to be creating in those five years, um, and or you know what will what will my investments look like? What will um, How do I? I went to a business mastery course with Tony Robbins in the last couple of weeks, and he might have challenged me to think a little different. He's like, What would it take for you to live off interest? (laughs) Okay. So, when we get to a strategic plan um, and we're thinking longer, um, a little further out there, that was one of the things that he said is that um, highly successful people don't just plan for one year, they plan for the future. So, that's why vision is number one. So, I wanted to give you a tool of What could I do today? Um, And that would be a strategic plan of five years, one year, six months that you can be really excited about. Um, And I would put business and personal things in work when we talk about something called the five F's family, faith, fun, fitness, friends. Friends. (laughs) Yeah. Friends. I'm like, I think I'm the four. (laughs) Um, And I I, have you, have you planned around that part in your life as well?
0: I have. And I will tell you. When I talk to our agents here at the brokerage, or when I talk to people about business planning, I think that the five F's are often the most overlooked piece, and probably the most important. Yeah, I love to start with the five F's because it defines a hell of a lot of what I'm going to do inside of my business plan. From there, right? And I don't think that you know if you're not connecting, and we can call it the big Y and call it whatever, but if you're not connecting what you're doing on a daily basis to why you're doing it and the things that you want to come from of those daily actions, then you're missing the boat and you're just setting goals for, for arbitrary purposes in my opinion. Right.
1: Yes. And you and I agree on that. That's why I didn't just jump right into what's the business plan and number of transactions and units. It's like the vision is, where, you know, where are we going in life and who do we want to be? And it's our chance, like a blank paper, like you said, to create an incredible life uh, for those, in our, uh, for us and those around us. So I would say, number one, make sure that you have a vision that excites you, gets you up out of bed. That's powered by a big Y. I don't want to leave that out. It's powered yeah. by a big Y.
0: Yeah, I will tell you. So going back to the book, Traction, yeah. that's what the first half of that book is is exactly what you're talking about. They take it 10 years, three years, one year, and then four quarters. And so they break it down in kind of the same chunks that you're talking about, but it's all vision driven. Uh, And it's really exciting.
1: Well, awesome. So um, is it okay if we share uh, a way that someone could get a strategic plan here?
0: Absolutely, go right ahead.
1: So if you go to workmansuccess.com and click on free resources, you're going to find a booklet in there and it's called the business plan workbook. The first three pages of that workbook are the strategic plan and it will take you through it. And we can talk about other resources in the book. I just want to give people actionable things today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. All right. So we've got vision. And then the next thing on your list, number two, was matching mindset. Tell me what that means.
1: Well, now that we've got this vision, I I think um, that's part of the mindset uh, of getting clear and getting the clarity. Now it has to be powered with, um, are you being or becoming the person that can uh, hit that vision? So to me, that is my mindset. Is my plan, my rituals, my life um, matching where I want to go and who I want to become? Because we we've heard the the level of thinking that's gotten me here isn't necessarily going to get me there.
0: Right, that's right. So
1: so uh, that's why I want to have our uh, make sure that we have a growth plan. That either you know sometimes I don't know about you, champ. By but growth,
0: I, you're talking about like personal development, right?
1: I am talking about personal development. Um, that matches who you are becoming in this vision. How are we going to power it? You know, having a mindset of a champion to reach this vision. Yeah. And, and um, you know, know, talks about persisting until we succeed. I, I believe the reason we do scrolls has to do with our mindset and the way we think. Hey, look at that!
0: <laughs> right there. My, I, I mean, it's always the, my copy of The Greatest Salesman in the world is always sitting on the desk.
1: Yeah, and it, he's teaching us how to think so that we behave. Yep. In in my opinion, do you do
0: Absolutely. you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I had this conversation in a in an episode earlier with with Viral Workman, um, and yeah, you know, w- as you read through these scrolls in this book, uh, I, I've heard people kind of call it corny. I've he- heard of people call it you know kind of hokey, and sure you can take it that way. But if you actually accept the challenge of reading each scroll three times a day for thirty days and then moving to the next one, and then moving to the next one. What you find as you read through is something that didn't strike you yesterday will catch you today. And, yeah, I called Verl at one point as I was reading through the the scroll marked one, which is today I begin a new life and I will create uh, great habits and become their slave. And I found something that I was reading. I was like, man, that may be the most important part of this whole thing, which is failure no longer will be my payment for struggle. Just as nature made no provision for my body to tolerate pain, neither has it made provision for my life to suffer failure. It's alien to my life. In the past, I accepted it as I accepted pain. Now I reject it and I'm prepared for wisdom and principles, which will guide me out of the shadows and into the sunlight of wealth. And I was like, that's better than the forming habits part. I mean, it's not, but I was reading that and I was like, man, that is something. And so, yes, I 100% agree.
1: Well, even as you read that, it, it gives me chills that we can prepare our mind to be that in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And and even as we're out in and about a day and we hit something difficult, I will have a scroll pop in my head. Mm-hmm. What a gift. What a gift to be able to rely on it on a tool that says, go be a champion,
0: you know? Yeah, and I think that the default for people who have it, because this is, a, this is, I mean, I would equate it to working out in a gym. Like this is an acquired habit, an acquired skill of having your mindset in the right place. For people who don't have that, when they hit the obstacle that you're talking about, their mind almost always goes to, I will accept pain, I will accept failure, like I have in the past, to where I'm not going to do that anymore, right? And so anymore. I think that that's a huge difference in the way that we just approach life in general.
1: Exactly, because I can have this plan and I can have this vision and I will hit things, I will celebrate it and I will struggle to persist at times. And that's where I need, I need this other language and this mindset to remind me how powerful I am yeah. and 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 go.
0: 100%, 100% agree. That's great. I'm a it's, so it's funny. There's a, a new show out um, called uh, Ah crap. Now I'm going to forget what it's called. Oh, the Lost Symbol. Oh, um, and it is a book by Dan Brown, who wrote The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons and all of those books. Okay. Uh, and I was really hopeful that they would actually make it into a Tom Hanks movie, but instead they adapted it for television. Um, one of the characters in there, and it kind of shows in the, in the, in the first episode, these monks that are essentially halting cancer using their mind, right? By having their mind in the right place, they're, they're controlling what goes on in their body. And that may be, you know, way to the extreme, but what is going on inside your head affects everything else in your life. Right. And so we've got to get that part correct first before we go try to build anything else.
1: I agreed. So it, it seems like we're on the same page with that that this is we, going we,
0: super motivational speakery all of a sudden, right? <laughs> Let's do
1: it. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean what's awesome about that is like man, that energy is what we do need to fuel the rest of this.
0: Yeah, for sure. Come
1: from that spot, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 100 percent agree.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, should we go? uh, Oh, let me just let me just give one quick actionable item on matching mindset, and we'll move on if that's okay. So, um, before I've made a growth plan, where I might say in January, my personal growth plan is reading this book, or in February, my personal plan is to attend this uh, conference. Uh, I'm going to get around uh, masterminding people in this subject, and so I would just encourage people to be intentional about creating a mindset and become the person that matches their vision. So that's the actionable, uh, an actionable right. step.
0: Before we move to, to number three, I'm, we're gonna get personal with Caprice. You ready? Yeah. And, uh, what does your morning look like?
1: So um, I, I, I get up and um, I will uh, most mornings play pickleball. So I get up really early and I go and I play pickleball. Um, because I really love, I, you know, I believe part of having a powerful state is your physiology. And so I like to get out and move and compete and work to get a little bit better. And I've, I've set that joy down a little bit. Uh, and I think everyone needs to make sure that they have joy and moving, you know, whatever it is for you. So I go and I uh, most mornings I play pickleball and then I come home and um, I uh, I do some reading. And then I come into our team stand-up meeting and um our, we've designed our, our team stand-up meeting to contain things that really matter to me. And so we start with um our our affirmations or incantations um that are part of who we're going to become.
0: Right.
1: Um, we do gratitude because uh and we take uh five minutes to gratitude, or it's not quite five minutes, it's about two to three minutes uh to do gratitude because um Gratitude is the closest thing that we can have to a happy pill.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so we're working on designing what emotion we're feeling at the time. Um, and then uh, we, we um, talk about um, how we did yesterday and our commitment today. So there's a lot of clarity and setting focus uh, to the day in our standup. And then um, we express a gratitude or victory because I think we can, um, Find a lot of negative in the world. and We better find our victories, and sure. sometimes we get on to things without celebrating. Um, and then um, we dance,
0: like really dance, like a like, like 30 second dance, dance party, dance Anatomy style, or what?
1: Yeah, no, we 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 um, we dance, uh, and it, it because we believe in physiology, getting us in a peak state. So we've we've uh, focused on our physiology, our focus, and our language. All in that 15 minute section. That's awesome. And then we dance, uh, which isn't for everyone. But hey, you know we're okay with being weird and successful instead yeah. of worrying about it. Yeah. And we and we end um, we end with a statement of um, of how we're leaders. That's great. Yeah,
0: that's great. One of the things that I have noticed is I've as I've interviewed more and more high performing people through this show. Is that there's almost some sort of ritualistic? I wake up and I have to get set this way, and there's you know whether it's you know going through like a miracle morning type of thing, or it's exercise, or it's prayer, or meditation, or whatever it is. Everybody's got kind of their thing that this is how my day starts, and this sets me on the right path for the day.
1: Yeah,
0: that's why I was curious.
1: Well, that's that's what most days look like.
0: Awesome. All right. So that's mindset. So we've at this point, we've established a vision of what our long term strategic plan, our 10 years, five years, We're we're looking at the big picture and we are matching our mindset with those goals. And so yes. now the rubber hits the road because we actually have to make the actual plan, right, which is number yes.
1: three, which is number three. And so um, there are four areas that I've been taught should be part of the actual plan. There's, I, I don't think it's limited to four. But I like to make sure my plans have at least these four. So this is the actionable part. So the very first thing that I uh, like to make sure plan has is um, an economic model or at Workman we call it an income goal sheet. And it's uh, beginning with the end in mind, um, and it really is us reverse engineering the numbers into what we want to fund, our vision and our life and our five Fs, right? Because that's why we do so much of this, right?
0: Yeah. So I kind of equate like the strategic plan as this is where I want to go, and I put that into ways, and then the income goal sheet kind of gives me the the step by step directions on how to get there.
1: Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So for those that aren't familiar, I mean maybe. Maybe most of the listeners would be, but let's just do a quick rundown for, uh, so it's going to, it's going to start with how much I'd like to net. And I
0: think
1: we could stay there for like a long time. Actually, yeah,
0: you No, know, I just want to focus on one word and it's net. There are a hell of a lot of realtors out there that should have super impressive GCI numbers and are broke. Right. Thank- so this yes. That number.
1: So when I was thinking about this and what my five would be, I'm like, profitability, profitability, <laughs> profitability has to be on there uh, because with the profitability, we can go do the other things. And so uh, we take our net, we put our expenses on top, and uh, then we know what GCI we've got to hit. Um, and then it goes into you know um, some percentages of, of splits that you might pay, average listing and and buy price point, and then um, this is a point that we're uh, we're really focused on with coaching at Workman right now, and that's focusing on the listing side because listing side really uh, really drives uh, the business. Right. And so um, we break it down by how many listings we'll take um, percentage wise versus buyers, um, and uh, and then uh, obviously, really the whole idea with an economic model is knowing what numbers we want to hit how many appointments we have to uh, take and at what level of conversion do we have to do? Yeah,
0: literally we're taking, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. My average GCI minus split, whatever it is, is this. And I've got to have this many appointments, which means I need to have this many phone calls, which, you know, drives my daily habit of
1: prospecting. Absolutely. And, um, and then it helps you know um, what, uh, budget percentage which is one of my other four um, has to be there so that we net or we' profitable to right. that degree so we could talk even more about that but that's the general you know is is making sure and in that business plan workbook that we uh, we uh, directed you to it has a blank sheet for you just to fill those things in and you can have an income goal sheet perfect okay the second thing that I like to have in the actual plan is A way that we're going to generate enough appointments to hit the conversions, to hit the numbers. So we have to have a plan for generation. And so at Workman, we really work to have four pillars of income.
0: Okay. And the thought process behind that is you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, right?
1: It, right, and it, and most people think, okay, well, I'm going to plan twenty five percent will come from this, and forty percent will come from this pillar, and that and and at work, when we think different, we think that we're going to have four pillars, and my lead generation plan has to be big enough and scalable enough that I could hit one hundred percent of my goal through one pillar.
0: Yeah.
1: So it, it uh, we have to, and then the idea being that if I go in and have all four at play, uh, the likelihood of me hitting my goal is is high. Perfect.
0: Anything you'd add to that? No, no, I think the, I think with four pillars, you really have to think about it. So yeah, I tell people when we talk about four pillars, I won't name names to, to protect the guilty. Um, <laughs> but there was a there was a lady back during the downturn here in Houston who had the HUD contract, right? Okay. And so at any given time, whenever the realtors out there struggling, she's got like 150 listings, she's killing it. And then all of a sudden, when that business went away, so did she. Well, uh, I'm so
1: glad you brought that up. Not for it's, her sake, but just the diversification.
0: Right. And so, you know, let that be a lesson that, you know, on one hand, you've got, you know, kind of, I think it's Rockefeller said, you know, put all your eggs in one basket and then do everything you can to protect that basket. I think the, the smarter play here is if I'm going to get 100% of my income from sphere of influence, great let's also plan in case your sphere of influence isn't buying houses this year that we're getting it from open houses or farming or whatever that looks like. And we're creating, I mean, worst case scenario is you hit 80% of your economic goal on four different ways. And so you're really, you know, basically hitting 320%.
1: It's a nice insulation against market shifts as well. And And, you know, in different ways. And so I I encourage people uh, to do that as well. Um, And so, um, yeah, our four pillars, that's where we want to focus is. And I think sometimes that can be daunting when you don't really have one performing. And so I would just invite people that if you're just getting started, identify one, decide what the model of generation is going to be, put a system to it, decide your tools, and then run, run water through those pipes Mm -hmm. And then let's go to another one and get that performing and lead with revenue. Let one help you lead revenue into the next and into the next and into the next. And so that would be my tip. That's great. Okay. Um, The next uh, part is uh, budget and profitability. And we've, we've sort of hit on that. And so I encourage people that there are best practices around um, how all of all the money that comes in, How should I allocate percentages to what area of my business? How much should I allocate to lead generation? How much should I allocate to my office space, to my coaching, um, to my technology? Uh, And so um, there are best practices around how to cause you to be profitable. Um, And one place that you could uh, get that is the millionaire real estate agent book and the budget model. And so that's just it. I want to give people an avenue to find that. So when we make our economic model, we say we want to net this, then we better know how much profitability we're planning in there because our expenses need to go on top so that we can get there. So that's a, uh, something that I'd love to see in a business plan for.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would add to that, especially for new folks, I don't if if you've been in the business for more than probably three or three to five years and you've been profitable in the business during that time, uh, you, you probably don't need to hear this and preach into the choir. But for new folks, one of those expenses is taxes. Yes, that's a not fun surprise to get from, from a not fun surprise to get from the IRS is that tax bill when you weren't expecting it. So please make sure you're setting aside tax money.
1: And I've really seen that trend, so I'm glad you brought that up, Chance. Where before we would do net, and then you'd like, oh, I'm going to take taxes out of my net. I've started to see people put that into their economic model of building that on top, so expenses plus the you know tax ramification, yep. so that the net is really the net and not subject to you know. So that's just another layer of thought, like, yeah. yeah. So perfect. Um, My fourth part in the actual plan is I like to uh, have people check in on their organizational chart. So, if I'm going to go hit this plan, how am I going to leverage through people, systems, and tools? Or chart usually is our planning for the people side who we need. And so, whether you are a solo agent and your first leverage through people is even outsourcing, outsourcing your transaction, coordinating, outsourcing your marketing, or if you're at the level of expansion and we need, you know, we're opening seventh, you know, our 17th city, all of us need an org chart or an organizational model. And so uh, that will contain who's part of the team, who's doing what and key descriptions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I have said it a million times, I'll say it again. I don't think that there's an agent in the world that ought to be doing their own transaction management. I just think that that's a huge waste of your time, that you could be doing other things to either go enjoy your life or make your business more profitable, You know, do more lead gen, whatever that is. If If you're a solo agent and your org chart is just you, your first step needs to be finding a TC.
1: Yeah. And that's the, that's the thinking, right? Like teaching people how to think about, well, no, there's a trap. I, I can do it just as easy as I can. By the time I communicate that to someone else, I could have done it. Have you ever heard that? Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's because we're all control freaks. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And so being willing to know that that's the next level of growth is leveraging some of the things so that you can focus on your four pillars and, and build that out so that we're comfortable and have the abundance to, to create more opportunity. Okay. Um, that's, those are the four that I would um, say that we should talk about when business planning. The
0: actual plan, right?
1: Yeah. And you're going to find additional items in the in the workbook. That uh, Those are the ones that I want to really focus people on today.
0: Awesome. All right. So number four on our list is creating the path, which yes. I think has to do with goal setting, but let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly. So now that I've done my research, I've reverse engineered. I know how many appointments I have to go on. I know who's going to be part of it. Um, This goes back to, I actually went to some coaching certification uh, outside of real estate. And one of my favorite things that I learned there was that the client or the person who's running this business has the best answers within themselves about it. So that is a strong place of where I coach from. So if I said to you, okay, this is our vision and here's the actual plan. And I didn't ask you the best way for us to goal set around getting there. Um, then I would be missing it. So I need to capture that greatness that's already within you and get it into a into a goal. Yeah. So uh, that might that might be well. If we're going to go and do fifty listings this year uh, as part of your goal and this plan, uh, or as part of your plan, what would the goal have to be? And you would have the best answer to that. So uh, it may be. Well, I'm, I I do need uh, some additional pillars around uh, uh, around taking listings because yeah. I'm at about 30 and I want to get to 50. So my goal is this to get there. And while I could say many this is right now, you and I could fill in the blank a lot of times. Yep. The blank I'm looking to get is from them.
0: Right. Right. And it may be an analysis of the systems you already have in place and just tweaking that. Right? Like, yes. are you circle? If if listings are your goal, are you circle prospecting around open houses? Or are you just using open open houses to try and drum up buyer leads? Because if not, let's go door knock the neighbors and see if we can't sell their house too. That's right? brilliant.
1: Because sometimes we do think it has to come from something else instead of a small little adjustment. Um, yes. So I'm glad you made that point. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, and, and you know, I think. We always talk about setting smart goals and things like that. Yeah. Um, but they do have to have some structure, right? They have to have some specificity.
1: Oh, thank you. That's a great lead in because um, you're right. If if I just say I'd like to go do 20 more deals, um, usually it doesn't even sound like that. It usually says I want to make more money.
0: Right. I want to well, lose I weight. I want to do more. Year's resolution is I want to lose weight
1: yeah and then we're <laughs> then we're really as a coach refining like okay what does more look like for you but you know or um okay if so it really is the smart uh, approach of making it measurable you know being able to track it and that's uh so in in the workbook as well we actually plan five business and five personal goals and uh the way we get to setting those goals is having already done Um, the strategic plan and some of the other things so that we can say, okay, now now it's time for the rubber to hit the road. How am I going to actually start moving in a direction? And so um, again, that workbook will take you through it. And I I, I want them to be measurable like that. As a coach, am I going to be able to look at it and ask you how you're measuring success and if you're getting there? Or is it so open that one more dollar is going to be it?
0: And yeah, it's really you have a system it. to track these things to make sure that you're on your, on, on the right road.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that I love about in that workbook in the goal achievement system, but also in that, uh, Gina workman book or Gina Wickman, sorry, I'm mm. mixing my workman's and my <laughs> Wickman's, uh, in the, in the, Gino Wickman book is it tries to get you to get your issues out of the way up front. Like, what are your excuses for not being able to reach this goal? And let's just solve that problem now so we don't have to listen to it later, right? And yes. that's one of my favorite things about that is tell me your BS excuse right this second so we can just get past that and you can go be successful.
1: And and I, thank you for bringing that up because I, I didn't go into that level of detail, but they will find that in the workbook. Yeah, It's like, here's my goal and here's my... Here's all the excuses that I could possibly come up with mm-hmm. to not hit it. So, and then you go and you resolve them.
0: Because I mean, let's be honest. Resolve them. If anybody, anybody who's been in sales in general, but certainly in the real estate world, we oftentimes self self sabotage, and we know we're doing it. Like, if I can sit down and tell you all the reasons that I'm not going to be successful, then what am I doing here? Like, let's get that crap out of the way, throw it in the garbage and move forward.
1: Yeah. Cause, well, I'm sure you've probably coached agents through that too, or even had this experience yourself, but when you start going through it and, and you ask them to start resolving it, all of a sudden they're like, what a limiting belief I just found. Yeah. And it gives us, gives us those moments of breakthrough of like, that's not even true anymore. Or how can I not make that true anymore?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Which I think actually will lead us to number five because we can look back on these things. And so, number five, you have ritual of review.
1: Yes. Um, And that is because so many times we might aspire to these things, put them down. uh, Number one, The best way to review it, have a ritual of something is to finish it. So I want to just really encourage people. There's so many things we just will start a plan, but we really don't finish it. So please finish your plan (laughs) Uh, because I find people will start it and it gets hard because dreaming can be hard. How am I going to do that? We run into those limiting beliefs. So please give yourself the benefit of finishing it. And then being able to learn and tweak from it. And that's what the ritual of review would be. So have a way that it doesn't just become a binder on the shelf or a file um, somewhere. And um, and that's where a coach or an accountability buddy or someone who cares about you enough to, st- again, stand for your potential, like we talked about, that will say, hey, it doesn't look like you're out on those date nights. Or... Um, yeah. You said you were going to do those 50 listings and we're, you know, in quarter three and you're at 25. How are we going to get there? And so um, I have one client chance who literally every two weeks we show up and they only, uh, not only, but they're like, here's our strategic plan and we're going to look at this and we're not going to devi- deviate. We want to every two weeks, look at my strategic plan to make sure we're on track because when you're, when you get Quite successful, you get more opportunity, more opportunity that comes to you, and it can be distracting. And so they're like, help us keep the blinders on. It's not that we're not open to opportunity, but let's make sure we at least get there. Yep. And so every two weeks, we say, here's the strategic plan. Are we on path? And what are our immediate goals that get us there? And that's a ritual of review.
0: Yep. I'm actually interviewing for this for a future episode pretty soon. uh, Brian Moran who wrote the 12 week year. Okay. Which is there's a big element of that, which is you've got to put the blinders on. Like I'm only going to focus on the things that are going to make me successful. And I'm going to get rid of all the other stuff, all the other distractions in my life. Um, and yeah, while we know that we see that people from people who are super high performers, when it comes to just reviewing what you've put down, this is a, I think a reality check of Am I using my time the way that I need to be using my time in order to achieve X, right? Mm
1: -hmm. You nailed it. And what's been such a, you know, a a blessing to me to witness is we always hear you um, overestimate what you can do in a year and underestimate what you can do in five. When I sat down with this group, um, they said, we don't want to plan for five. We want to plan for 10 years. I said, great, let's do it. And we uh, put out a plan and um, we will, I'm so like, it's so exciting to me. You can see like how this is my passion, That we uh, will have them to semi-retirement more than we ever wrote down in 10 years and five.
0: That's amazing. And it all and starts with having a plan of getting there, right? That's kind of like yes. the kick in the butt.
1: Yes, and so this is just one tool, one tool of a strategic plan and them saying, Ritually review this with us and hold us accountable that we don't get off in the weeds that we're hit. We're acting in the right way, like your talk. Your point was, um, and it it's happening much more quickly. So, All right.
0: So let me ask you this: So you're talking about every two weeks with this particular client, which just happens to coincide with coaching calls that you have them. If, if I'm if I'm if I'm an agent that's out there and I'm a solo agent or maybe I've just started a small team or I'm looking for that, like. How often should I really be reviewing this plan?
1: I, well, there's parts of this plan that if um, if you're not reviewing, say, some components of your economic model, like knowing how many appointments that you need, uh, say mid month, you know, if I'm on track, doesn't mean every single part of this we have to review all the time. But okay. if I'm only reviewing my economic model after the month. Um, the, there's a book uh, for disciplines of execution or like I did some coaching with that. And it they, they're they like, you're either, Oh, yay. Or you're like, Oh, crap. Right. Now I can't affect it.
0: Yeah. Right. If, so, if, I, if I check it halfway through the month, I can buckle down.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: But if I check it at the end of the month and I've already missed it, well, I'm SOL.
1: Right. So components of the plan, like your economic model, um, I, I, and, uh, yeah, I would say, and I mean, obviously we have some of our daily success habit points at, 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 uh, at Workman where we're checking in on, on that weekly. So there's some aspects of this. that's a whole funnel, but I would just say, I, I would be looking at my economic plan and my budget and profitability monthly. Gotcha. Um, at, at the least, but my my production so that I can affect it. I'm going to look at my key performance indicators. I'm going to be looking at mid month to still drive by month end.
0: Gotcha, and then probably strategic plan.
1: Um, at least quarterly.
0: Yeah. Okay. But
1: but if uh, my six month one, I'll, I'll visit I'll visit monthly. Because if I if I only look at it once midterm, I'm probably not in a position to redirect as as well. So I would look at my six month month uh, my six month monthly <laughs> and my one year quarterly.
0: Awesome, awesome. This is great. All right, so to review our top five things. We've yes, gotta, we've got to have a vision to start before we even get into the business plan itself. We've got to have a vision because we want to. We got to know where we want to go, right, and why we want to go there. And then we're gonna work on our personal development to get our mindset to match that great big goal, that great big vision that we now have. And then once we've got that, we're gonna start building the actual plan, which includes an economic model. It's gonna include four pillars of of income. It's gonna show that we're gonna be profitable. We're not just gonna make a lot of GCI, but we're gonna make a lot of money. Right. And we're going to review our org chart to make sure that we're leveraging the things that we need to leverage to make the most of our time. Yes. And then number four, we're going to set goals. We're going to create the path. Right. And then we're going to
1: resolve all those excuses and limiting beliefs.
0: That's right. And then number five, we're going to review this on a regular basis to make sure we get there. Yes. Amazing. That's great. I don't, I mean, how do you not win if you go do those things? And that's the key, right?
1: That is the key. And And here's here. If I put a big old heart around all of this, even if, you know, that's cheesy, it's really the clarity. The clarity is the gift um, that will cause you to believe different, act different, and therefore, you know, create an incredible life. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Caprice. Thank you very much for, for, uh, joining us today. If somebody wanted to reach out and talk to you or be coached by you, how would they go about doing something like that?
1: You can find me at caprice at com. Awesome. Thank that's you so
0: much. K-A-P-R-I-C-E, oh,
1: caprice
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Caprice. I sure do appreciate you coming on. This has been fantastic. Uh, And thank you. If you were watching, listening, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to, to come and invest this opportunity to grow your business through actionable steps on top five. Have a great day.